And then the real battle begins in the emergency court case, the federal court case. Nah, don't worry about the minor leagues with <laughs> the dandy magistrate's court. <laughs> we're talking about serious oh, minor leagues. Yeah, we, 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 we've we stepped up to the professional <laughs> professional leagues here. <laughs> Coming we, into bat. That's yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit long in the tooth, but it's still got a good swing. <laughs> still got a good swing on him. <laughs> so I've rocked up. Basically, I've rocked up with a family law expert, you know, to deal with the family matters. Yeah. And I've rocked up with my statement. My statement was like, as thick as an old-fashioned phone book. Yeah. You, couldn't, you couldn't make it up. It was that much packed with facts, dates, minutes, seconds, you couldn't make it up. It was impossible. And it took, took us a while to, to, to collate and, and, and get the evidence through all the recordings that I had and, and this and that, through all the crap that we've been through the last 10 years. And she portrayed herself as the poor victim being abused in all sorts of ways. And I was the tormentor. That's how it was portrayed. Luckily... The judge we got was switched on. He was really, really switched on, and, and thank God, because I would have been screwed. I really would have been screwed. And, I, you know, maybe you know, took a particular interest in the case because it wasn't your humdrum, oh, he rooted that and she rooted that, so now that they're, you know, separated, so what do we do with the children? You know, oh, I cut them in half, you know, whatever. No, it wasn't the case like that. Half. Yeah, old Solomon story. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a. T- it was an atypical case, um, where you know, and, and and my lawyer said, "Look, you're in with a chance. It's not all doom and gloom. You're in with a chance." I said, "Look, I know, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not about vengeance. It's not about you know. Look, I'm all for them to have a relationship with their mother, but she has to show improvement. She's got to get help. She's got to do many things before you know. I can trust." her to spend more time with the children. And you, you remember, like, you know, when I told you, like, you know, um, what the, you know, judges said, like, you know, the conditions and this yeah. and that. Yeah, they were pretty strict, weren't they? Um, so at the end of the day, um, you know, he was pretty switched on, so I was very lucky. Um, and I remember she, came, she rocked up with a property barrister. Mind you, property is like the last thing they deal with. She came up with a property barrister, a QC, mind you. Well, that was exactly how. <laughs> how? How? And how did they get this uh, emergency, um, you know, um, sitting of the federal court? Obviously, they know, the, well, they know this guy. They know him. Related through some God knows how. Well, it was like waving a red flag to a bull. The... The federal magistrate was switched on. He knew he was he was onto it, and I knew he read my affidavit, which was that yeah. thick. He knew it inside out, and the QC gets up there and he says, "Well, you know, if you believe, you know, the story that the um, the opposite." And he kept on calling me names throughout the trial. What do you mean? Uh, like calling me things to get a rise out of me. To make me, you know, um, calling me a liar, calling me, you know, all sorts of things. Backhanders. Trying to get a rise out of me, trying to make me look like I'm um, a violent. I've got a temper. 
I wasn't born yesterday. I'm, you know, I'm 10 steps ahead of him. I know what he's doing. So, you know, I, I, everything's cool. You know, just let it slip. Uh, you know, he registered with the magistrate, though. He, he knows what he's doing. You know. And he goes, well, he saw red. So, you know, he goes, well, what are you doing here? We're not doing property yet. Yeah, it's like three years down the track, whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, if you believe in, yeah, I'm representing blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, all right. And if you believe in the stories that this, uh, you know, this, uh, it was calling me all sorts of things. And, um, I, mean, he, I mean, this would make a great novel, you know, a great, you know, soapy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So he asked him a couple of questions. He couldn't give him the answer. As in the judge asked the, the property lawyer. The property lawyer, a couple of questions. He couldn't give her an answer. He hadn't even read the brief. He hadn't read nothing. And then he asked something else um, that he already knew the answer to, the judge. And they even got that wrong. And he said, well, he goes, what's going, you know? Well, <laughs> he tore shreds off him, basically. He goes, where's the emergency? Kids are well looked after. They are at school. There's no reports from the school. There's no reports from, you know, from the uh, child services. Where's the emergency? They have a house to live in. Where's the emergency? Oh, 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 oh. They were trying to backpedal. He gave it to them. He knew they were just after... Well, the property and the, the assets. He turned up with a property solicitor to a Instead of a, a family, family court. Yeah, yeah. yeah, instead of a family expert. Lawyer. What does that tell you? Yeah, exactly. Your priorities. Bang. Yeah. He was switched on. Uh, bless him. Um, and he's tore shreds off them. And then he goes, there's no emergency. You're wasting time. You're wasting the court's time. You're blah, 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 blah. So he goes, children, I'm fine. They're safe. You know, I'm not overturning magistrate. You know, from the other, the initial one, he goes, on what grounds? He goes, on what grounds would I overturn her? What proof do you have? There was no proof. It was just all accusations. That's when I said to you, it all, you know, they read everything. And that's why it, it irked me that, you know, I was sort of guilty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, guilty by default but, just because. Yeah. But he was switched on. He knew. So I was very... I was very ha- not happy, but you know, just relieved that you know something went my way. And he adjourned it. He goes, "No," nah. he goes, "We're going to continue the proper way." He goes, "We're going to do the um, you know the family matters." And um, he made sure that he was going to catch this case. And he, uh, he asked the legal secretary, uh, "Am I free on you know blah 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 date?" And she goes, "Yes, yes, yes." He goes, "Make sure that you know blah blah blah." Okay. So you know, it got to the point where I was in court. Every other week, whether it was the magistrate's court or whether it was the federal court. And guess who's paying for all of this? <laughs> Even her lawyers. You have to pay for her lawyers. Yeah, because where's it going to come out of, mate? She's got nothing. She can't work. She's on substances that makes her to the point where she can't work. Where's she, how she afford a QC? How much money do you reckon you spent on the whole thing? Too much. <laughs> Mate, put it this way. I had to sell my assets and indebt myself in the home that I'm living in to pay off all my debts. So at 40-ish, you were semi-retired. Mm. To- and then 
fighting false charges which never occurred that had no proof of mm. any kind, you basically mm. went back to being in debt and working. Debt. Zero. Back to zero. Yeah. Uh, what can I say, man? Did the statement such, ever occur- such a fall from grace. It Did really was. Did the statement was. ever appear anywhere? No. It wasn't going to appear. They never, they never put the statement together. That's my thoughts anyway. They just, you know, they just... Open and shut it. They were trying to make sure that, you know, they were protecting the female. Okay. You know, basically my words went out the door. That was in. And that'll come back to haunt me again. And another magistrate's, you know, thing. So at the end of the day, um, all these... Uh, my story was always about the children, like I said. And at the end of the day, we went back again to the federal court... And, you know, we we're following the pattern, you know, you, you, you take care of the family matters, you take care of the, um, the visitation rights and all that sort of stuff. And I was going to say, how far away from the incident, how far out are you now? As in where, the stage that you're talking about. Yeah, um, we're looking at maybe nine months. Okay. How were the kids doing in this whole process? Struggling or? They were struggling, but then I, I, I always was reassuring you, reassuring them that, listen, you, know, you will see your mother, we will make time, we will, you know, you'll have contact with her, and when she gets better, that, you know, you will increase your contact with her, you know. Was it just phone calls and stuff by that point, or? Yeah, at that stage, um, maybe the first six months, there was just, um, yeah, just a phone call, once a week. And that continued. And then I, we tried to get, you know, well, she had to get drug tested, but she tested. She wouldn't, didn't want to do it. Apparently, she gave up. Whatever. Still, didn't want to do it. And then the judge said to her, "Well, you know, this is some. You know, if she, if, if you know, your your if your ex is such a, a liar, why don't you just discredit him? Take a drug test. Prove him wrong. Oh, oh, oh if that's what you, your your honour wants, that's what we'll do. That's that's the QC. Six months later, she or was it three months later? She still hadn't done it. Take a swab. It takes two seconds. Yeah. She still hadn't done it. And then they finally did it. And it came out. <laughs> really? <laughs> How much crap has your body absorbed that, you know, you've gone cold turkey and it's still registering? Far out, man. For multiple substances. Okay. So that was, that was a win. And that, that sort of discredited them even further. Even further, to the point where, like, their, the details that they presented weren't quite correct, you know. Obviously, she's failed a drug test, and she refused to take one for such a long time. So, you know, her case is, like, she's digging a hole for herself, basically. Yeah. And no, it doesn't matter how powerful the QC is, yeah, it's not going to it's not gonna yeah. help. But this is the, the thing that I realised as well after the first federal court. And then, of course, the kids had to get their own lawyers. Kids' lawyers. Kids' lawyers? Yeah. What do you mean, kids' lawyers? Yeah, kids' lawyers. Third party. What? Yeah. I didn't know they existed. Yeah. And then, mind you, I had to go to court-ordered psychiatrists, psychologists, whatever they were, like how many times, by myself, with the children, you know, and they, they were very thorough. They wanted to know. Have I worded up the kids, or is this true, or am I lying, or are the kids lying, what's going on? Everything came out legit. And they said, well, you know, well, if I get called up, you know, this is what I'm going to say. 
And in, and, and in his report, he was all in favour of me, in favour of, you know. And that report was was given to the magistrate, to the federal magistrate, and it was lodged to the courts and um, everything was, yeah, like I was the, the responsible one. And from day dot, and that was really important, that day dot, the children only knew me. I was the mother and the father from day dot. So my... It was getting, for me, in that terms, it was getting better and better that, you know, okay, the children were going to stay with me, basically, unless, you know, something turned up. The thing that's scary is, man, like, I know you're very measured and you're an intelligent guy and you started sort of seeing mm. everything fall into play as it was happening and mm. so you reacted accordingly mm. to cover your own ass. Mm. But all it would have taken was one little move, one word, the the paramikro, like the smallest little shit out of line. Yes, and you could have ended up in cuffs. Yeah, know, getting beaten. Yeah, and it'd be like, yeah, no, nah, throw it out. Yeah. he's he's not seeing his kids. Not seeing anyone. Yeah, and when things were really low, bang again, she did something. She went to the magistrate's court and accused me of something again, again. So okay, again, so I had to go back to the magistrate's court. I got a letter in the mail saying, oh, I'm supposed to go and. My daughter's meant to go to the magistrate's court. And I thought, wow. I said to myself, um, wow. Um, I knew she's accused me of something terrible with no proof. So the day comes. How far away was this after that? This was maybe a year. Okay. So after the federal court, you know, by that time we had visitation stuff all down, you know, all down pat, you know. She, you know. And he saw them, you know, twice a month and one phone call a week, you know. But that was court ordered. That wasn't you determining it. No, that was court ordered. So she knows she's losing. She's doing everything she can to get the kids. Why? Because in her mind, she wins the house. She'll get benefits from the government, being a single mother, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's all it was about. It wasn't about the children. Did you get any benefits at all? As in for being a single sole provider, parent, etc. You do, but not, it's nothing. It's fuck all. It's fuck all. Yeah. Okay. It's nothing. And at the end of the day, um, like I said, um, it was all about that for them. It wasn't about. No, she had no relationship with the children. How does she expect to suddenly, you know? Out yeah, of, you can't become this maternal figure. Yeah, overnight. Maternal, yeah. From where? Yeah. You know. Anyway, so this this summons comes along. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? You know, I haven't. So I rock up on my own, you know, on that particular day, and yeah, no one knows what's going on in there. You know, it's 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 a big, you know, everyone's overworked, and no one knows what's going on. So I go to the prosecutor's little office. I knock on the door. I'm so and so. You know, I show him the letter. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. Um, you know, um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, door three on the left. Yeah, <laughs> down the hall and to the left. And I was under the impression that this was. Um, Oh, but that stage I'd caught her, like, you know, vandalising my vehicle um, on footage. She was arrested. She was taken away. She was in, in the jail and, you know, handcuffed, interrogated. She broke after a while. She was refusing. She finally broke. Yeah, she was taken from the back of the Dippy van, apparently. So, back of the Dippy van, so, <laughs> local jail and station. And at that stage, I finally caught her. And, you know, I, I complained three times to the cops and three times, oh, we can't do anything unless you've got evidence. So I finally got her. And I thought it was on, uh, in relationship to that matter. But she, you know, again, she, oh, he's, you know, accusing me of shit. Hang on. What was the re- ramifications of her trashing your car? Oh, she got arrested. Okay. 
and you got charged. But once again, just like with uh, she got charged with uh, vandalizing, or vandalizing in the beginning uh, of the the house, the house, the door, and then she copped it again for the car. Yeah, but these are just slap on the wrist because they keep on downsizing. A slap on the wrist. Here, you write a letter of apology or do community service or something. I don't know what that's what I'm saying. What does she actually get? Nothing. It was just a slap. I mean, how many times is she gonna? You know. So, once again, off I go. Um, nobody knows anything. Um, okay, um, so I'm in this room. It's like an interrogation room. It's just like <laughs> it's just a chair and table. There's another chair on the other room. Could you one of those um, those interview rooms in high school? Where it's just a round table and four walls. Two point yeah, five. Not even. Not yeah, even. Just a two point five meters. Yeah, yeah. Two point five meters. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm looking at the time. I said, "Well, I'm supposed to appear, and you know, whatever." And um, I'm like, "Oh, this is not, this is no good." Mind you, like you know, this is. I've been to the Magis maybe probably as a fourth time, you know. Um, oh, oh, sorry. And before that, you know, with a car, the car happened before, like, you know, she got yeah. arrested and whatever. And then on top of that, um, oh, the copper bangs on my door one night and goes, oh, here's five bucks, come to the Dandenong, you know, magistrate's court. I said, what's the five bucks for? Oh, that's too sure that you get there, even if they take public transport. Five bucks? Five bucks. Well, you know how much a ticket costs on a bus? <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea. <laughs> and then I said, and then, you know, they're talking to me, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, but they're going to downgrade it to this and that. I said, well, okay, you've, been, you've told me to come to the emergency. Now you're telling me you don't want me because you've downgraded it and now you're telling me that I'm an unreliable witness. Why am I an unreliable witness? Oh, because in your statement, you said this, 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 and now you're telling us this, this, this. I said, but that's not my statement. Oh, but you signed it. Remember the first... Oh, from back then? From back then, yeah. But you were an issue. You were told that a statement would come in the mail. Yeah. Oh, I'm still waiting for it. He hasn't appeared. <laughs> so I was an unreliable witness, so they couldn't call me. An unreliable witness to an event that happened in your house? Yeah. That you called cops yeah. for? Yeah. And the children witnessed and Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No worries. And there's hard evidence, you know. That's what I'm saying. It all came back to bite me in the ass. I'm thinking, well, you know, look... I said, well, that's not the case. I said, where's my statement? He goes, this is your statement. I said, no, it's not. That's her side of the story. Where's my side of the story? They'll go at me strangely. Like, yeah. you know, I'm out of my mind. No, cut that over. All right, I understand. <laughs> so, you know, anyway. And then that happened when I was summoned to go to the magistrate's court. And mind you, she's already been, you know, prosecuted and convicted of some minor, you know. Is this directly to you or something else? This was directed to me and my daughter. Okay. And then we were to appear. But, you know, I said, no, stuff it. You go to school. You know, I'll, I'll rock up there and see what's going on. I didn't care about that stage. You didn't know what was actually happening? No, no. 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 I sort of, I sort you've, of. No, but you've, got uh, a, you've got a summons to go, but it's been my, a year. My now hair, you're a year out. Yeah, my hair's like, I'm thinking, she's accused me of something. So I rock up. I'm in this, like, room. I'm waiting for the, you know, police prosecutors or whatever they are to come and talk to me. No one appears. No one knows what's going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I go, well, I'm going to miss out on my summons in the court. So I walk out, go into the, the courtroom. Like you said, magistrate <laughs> sees me. Hey. <laughs> hey, this is. Hey, judge. How you going? It's oh, been a while. It's been a while, yeah. Oh, it's been, what, two months since I last seen yeah. you? Yeah. No, it's been. <laughs> I was just waiting for your, you know, for so-and-so to appear, my ex. Yeah. Didn't appear. So she's created all this fuss, and she's created, and she didn't even appear. Yeah. Police prosecutor, 
stands up. Obviously, they're doing background checks while I was in the... Um, background checks on what? On my, my daughter's situation, I suppose. Okay. Make sure that she's okay. They must have rung the school, school counsellor, you know, children... Uh, what is it? Um, child... What is it that department that they have? The welfare thing. Welfare, yeah. yeah. They must have rung the them. coordination nah. office or something. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. we've got no records of them. All right, they're fine. So, you know... Um, and she, you know, the magistrate remembers me from prior and all those other cases. And she, you know, she must have also. And I said, okay. <laughs> so I know it's been a long road for you, blah, blah, blah. And um, we said, um, okay, well, you know, at uh, the end of the day, and uh, she said, oh, I know it's been a long road for you. And um, we'll, uh, um, police prosecutor, what do you have to say? Uh, nothing, no, no, no charges, no, whatever, blah, blah, blah. What the hell? You know, I'm like, what? I mean, so they issued you a summons. They got you down there. They made you wait. And then it's like, well, what are the charges? Oh, nothing. So what were you doing there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Till this day, I don't know. <laughs> um, she didn't appear. So they couldn't ask her any questions. And I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't summoned to go to a police station. I wasn't interviewed. I wasn't anything. I was just told to go to the, to the magistrate's court. And I did. Without a lawyer too, which was pretty risky for me. You know, I, I learned the hard way. If you're going to go anyway, bring a lawyer with you. But at that stage, mate, they're like you know, five grand a pop. It's a lot of money. Fuck me. So you know, but I was first name basis with you know, the magistrate. So. <laughs> High fiving people yeah. when you're walking in. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hey, Jerry, how's the kids? Yeah. So they must have done the background checks. And I said, well, there's nothing to to answer for. They said, there's there's none. He goes, we, we withdraw. Everything, everything's withdrawn, they said. That's all I remember. Everything's withdrawn. Whatever that means. Okay. And then uh, the magistrate said, well, that's it. She goes, she, goes, she asked her, goes, well, how long have you, you know, how long have you put the, um, the AVO for? The police says, oh, we were asking for two years maximum, whatever it was. She said, no, it's not going to do. So asked me, how old are your kids? I told them. Mate, I've never seen it. She's put on like a seven-year AVO on her. As in not to come anywhere near your house yep. and you? Yeah. Seven years? Was it seven years or five years? I can't remember. So essentially until the kids are like five teenagers years. or whatever. Like, adults. Yeah. Until the kids are adults. She made sure that the kids were adults by the time this AVO had come off. And now I, my jaw dropped. I thought, well, AVO's only like two years tops. Yeah. But she's gone beyond. And I've still got the AVO at home. <sighs> it's just crazy. Absolutely crazy that from fighting so hard to get my voice heard to false accusations of all sorts, God knows what, to the point where on first name basis with a magistrate and get up, mate, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a crazy, crazy um, world where the the women just can accuse anybody of anything without any shred of proof, and it's. It's, you know, it's seen as gospel. That's enough to get you arrested. It's enough to get you thrown in, well, standing in front of a judge, mm. AVOs, all types of shit. Yeah, yeah. Was, during this time, mm. was your ex still contacting you personally or was oh, it? no, didn't talk from the day she, my lawyers were trying to contact her to say, what's going on? What do you want to do? They couldn't even get a hold of her. She was just too bombed out. She was just, you know, okay. no, no one get a hold of her. So um, it, it ended there, like there was no more. Antag- antagonistic behaviour after that 
Yeah. Well, we More still, or less. Yeah. No, nothing biggie. No big, big things. Yeah. But there is, they do things to roll you up every so often. Yeah. That's just people being shitty people. Yeah. But it's no more lawyers or accusations and stuff like that. Is it all ceased? How yeah. long has it been now? That was 20. So when did it all sort of come to a head and finish? Mm. Well, I finally got my decree Nisi. So it sort of ended in 2019. And then 2020, I actually got my decree Nisi, which is the divorce papers. Yeah. So, But that was just a matter of lodgement. Yeah. Mind you, that's not the, the you know, that the wasn't the only thing that was happening. In between all that, there was all sorts of stuff that was happening, like police rocking up, and, you know, at hours, all sorts of hours, you know, parking outside my front, the front of my house, you know, blocking my driveway so I couldn't get out, you know. To do what? Oh, we're just waiting for your missus. What for? Well, she's going to come in and get some stuff. Well, we've already organised that, and she hasn't turned up, and I have to leave, and I have to, you know... In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you oh, know, they're going to come and get the children. Because I had a, a bit of a run-in with one of the, the officers. Yeah. Because they couldn't read the AVO properly. What do you mean? Well, on the AVO, it writes down that, okay, um, children are protected. Um, they're to, against, you know, the other person. Um, however, you know, by that stage, it was a federal court statement. Um, Sorry, the federal court um, orders saying that um, now she's allowed to do this, 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 and this. And the AVO is like, she can't go anywhere. So it's really difficult to interpret, I suppose, but there is a clause where it says that, you know, um, they are to live with me permanently, whatever. Um, and then I was accused of, well, do you know that you're in breach of the AVO? And this is from a female police officer. Really? Explain to me why I'm in breach of the AVO. Well, you, you know, you've got the kids, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, why don't you read closely on that paragraph, subsection this and that. In terms of the AVO, you know, it can't overturn the, the, the final court orders. Yeah. Oh, you know. What? What are you going to do? You're going to, you know, I go, you, you touch my kids. And I said, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue, sue the state government. And I'm going to have your job. They were doing all sorts of, I don't know. You know, all this time, and this in the middle of the night. And every time I complained to them, they were scoffing at me. They were like, "Oh, yeah, you're a big guy. You can look after you." Yeah, but it's like they didn't believe me. You know, that she was, you know, terrorizing me. I think um, it says a lot about the stigma of reporting that sort of shit, mm. and it really skews the statistics. Mm. There's a reason why men are killing themselves in greater numbers every year. Yeah. Especially in our age group, yeah. you know, from 28 or whatever it is through to like 55, et cetera. Yeah. There's a reason. Yeah. Because we're not allowed to be seen as weak, no. vulnerable, That's emotional. Right. It's like, oh, you can handle yourself. It's like, yeah. I don't want to handle myself. No. I want to be able to just get up and do my job. Yeah. Have a house and not have to worry about some nut job. That's right. Yeah. Coming to attack me. Following me. Yeah. Following me. And then attacking my property when, you know, my back's turned. Like, what's next? Uh, personal attacks as well? Yeah. It was a real fear. You know, and the thing is that if I was to turn around and defend myself, I know that I'm the one that's going to get arrested, not that person, not the other well, person. Well, you're the aggressor, clearly. Yeah, clearly the aggressor. Yeah. So how has it ended now, like with your kids and visitations and stuff? Oh, look, it's, um, you know, it's we, we try to follow you know, to whatever the, the guidelines. Whatever the guidelines is, you know, it's, you know, we can come to agreements and all that, but, um, you know, obviously she always wants more. But, you know, she hasn't improved. She hasn't improved at all. Doesn't she have to register anything? 
She got away with doing drug tests when the court told her she has to have drug tests prior to children visiting her. Now, I couldn't even enforce that. But if it was me, it would have been enforced for sure. You would have had a rubber glove up here every 20 minutes, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's what gets me. And she got away with that. And I know clearly that she was on the gear. Because I had that little interaction, you know, that I did have with her, like handing over the kids. I could see it clearly. And it used to irk me. And even now? Like, I mean... The kids tell me that, you know, she hasn't changed. But hang on, man. The whole issue stems from substance abuse in regards to, like, I mean... She's meant to go get help. It's in the, in the court but orders. But that's what I'm saying. It's in the court orders. Haven't they followed that up? No. Nah. No. Nah. Stamped, it's over. They're not going to follow nothing up. Next. Do you get followed up with anything at all? No. So they've left you alone now yeah. to your own devices? Pretty much. Yeah. And that, that's what irked me, that she got away with a lot that I could never get away with. Um, and that really ups, you know, it does upset you. It upsets you thinking like if it was reversed, that, you know, like you said, I'd have a rubber glove up me every other day to prove that, you know, I'm a fit, fit, you know, parent. And the irony is that you've still had to keep maintaining a household, keep working, keep exactly. doing everything. Exactly. I did everything. You couldn't um, lose, you couldn't afford to lose a beat. No. But yeah. she's essentially not lost anything. Yeah. She's still doing what she was always doing. Just made yeah. your life miserable. Hell. Yeah. But, you know, good two year stretch, you were. Yeah in and out of courts and yeah. selling shit to just keep afloat. Yeah, yeah. And in the end, um, you know, um, I thought to myself, well, this is like, I can't believe um, all this has happened. Oh, and the financial settlement was interesting. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> to put it mildly. Yeah. Whilst this is all happening, I know, I'm, I'm getting the idea that, you know, lawyers are not working for you. They say they're working for you. But they're not. No, they want. They do. They're, they're, they're hand in hand with all the lawyers. All lawyers know each other, and they do favors for each other. Whatever. Send me that letter. I'll charge a client five hundred bucks. Yeah. I'll reply to it. I'll charge my client six hundred bucks. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, you scratch my back. You know, if you need a concession from my client, I'll force him to. You know, I'll twist his arm to con- concede on some point, just to you know help you out. And you know, so so your client thinks that you're doing something. I was onto them. I was onto him within the first month. I said, I sat down with him, man. I, I, I set him straight. I said, look, you're working for me. You're not working for them. You're not working for the uh, other lawyer either. I'm paying the bills. At the L- end of the day, literally, literally paying literally every bill. Everyone gets paid through me. If they don't lift the caveat, I can't sell anything. No one's getting paid. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll sell we'll sell your house. We'll put you know. That's fine, but. Like I said, before you do deals, you run it through me because I'm paying your bills. And morally, that's what they have to do. Shouldn't they be running it through me before they make deals and they're coming up and say, well, you know, this is what we're going to do and blah, blah, blah. No, you run it through me. And then I'll tell you what you're going to tell them. No, it wasn't like that. They were trying to do side deals. They were trying to do, you know, backhanders, whatever, you know, trying to get a result, trying to get a good result for both. I didn't see it that way. It's not about a good result for both. No, it's, it's a fair about, result. It's a fair result, and it's a result that takes into consideration the children's needs. And the children's needs was great. They were already had, you know, so much done to them, and they needed all the, the help they could get, you know. Um, and even the independent children's lawyer rocks up to the court, hey, I'm ready to do a deal. <laughs> what am I, what am I like, a what deal are you talking about? <laughs> 
Your report says that the children are legit. They don't want to see their mother, you know. They'd rather just visit her for a couple of hours under supervision. And then you're ready to do a deal with them? Like, you know, sing Kumbaya over the campfire and, you know, <laughs> toast marshmallows every other weekend? Seriously. Seriously. What the hell is going on? I find it strange that she hasn't had to do any self-reporting for visitation, given that she has a substance abuse problem. Exactly. And proven. Proven. Proven substance abuse problem. Yeah, not just accusation, but proven. Yeah. By their own test, not my test. And your accusations went out the window, so you're technically a clean sheet, as in on paper. Yeah. You're a clean sheet. Yeah. She, she has substance abuse problems, but mm. she hasn't, hasn't had to report. And was found she has oh. deep issued through all the psychiatric sort of assessments that she had to go through. I had to go through too. She had to go through as well. And you, it was you said, passed, obviously. Yeah, and they said that she needs a lot of help and she should continue to get help or get help, find help. Is there help available to her? Well, it's available to anyone. That If you look for it, you can find it. But that's what I mean. Like, it's not like she got cut out from anything. No. And I've always said it. And even the, you know, the psychiatrist or psychologist said, like, you seem like a reasonable person. I remember him talking to him. I said, yeah. Like, if she ever get better, you know, would you encourage your children to? I said, hell yeah. I wouldn't be here if she was reasonable, you know. If she was reasonable, I wouldn't be in the situation, you know. The fact that she can't look after them. Look, I would have walked away a long time ago. I take the kids, see you later, you know, have fun, whatever, blah, blah, blah. At least I know they're getting looked after. And that was the whole point of my whole, my whole aim. All the court cases was about the children and who can look after them better. That's what it was down to. Who has the capacity to even Who has the capacity them? to look yeah. after them? And, and then like my, my, my lawyer said, well, you're in with a chance. If all what you're saying is true, then you're in with a chance. It's funny how if all what you're saying is true, you were in front of a judge based on what someone said, just bingo, just for the fuck of it, mm. you know, mm. that, that's actually a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. And then, and then say, oh, I gave them the evidence, the recordings, and they, they, they said to me, well, how bad do you get? Yeah. I just listen to any one of them. Pick and choose whichever one you want. You'll see that I don't even say boo. And then they're trying to throw it out. Oh, it's inadmissible. Why is it inadmissible? Oh, because it's, um, you know, it wasn't taken with her consent. And I said, no, the judge has the discrepancy, especially the federal magistrate's judge, has the discrepancy to listen. I said, firstly, she was in no, um, uh, what is it, capab- she had no capability of consenting to anything, let alone, you know, um, consenting to doing it or not doing it. But, it was for her own safety and for the safety of the children and myself. I was legitimately in fear for our safety, physical safety. Now, let me ask you a question. How far back do you reckon it set you? <laughs> Day dot, mate. Day dot. I'm, I'm starting from scratch. Your kids adjusted now? They're, look, they're resilient. I've brought up a couple of pair of uh, resilient children, um, level-headed Oh, they get them. I mean, it's like all children, but, you know, that's that's to be expected. But, um, yeah, they're happier. They understand, like, the whole situation. Oh, totally. Totally. And they can see it. I don't have to say anything to them. You know, she digs her own grave with her own shovel. I don't have to do anything or say anything. They see it. They witness it. Oh, if they get a bit confused, they'll come back and they'll say, hey, you know, so-and-so is saying this about you. What happened? Um, 
Uh, tell them, oh, this is what I recollect. This is what I remember happening. Oh, that's not what mum's saying. So it's still going back and All forth. All this is happening and um, they're asking about things and, you know, what's going on. This and, and look, I, I have to explain myself because, you know, um, I've always been truthful to them. I've always been, you know. It sounds like they matured well beyond their they time. Well, well beyond So you're not going to gain anything by lying or sugarcoating no, anymore? No. Like you and just have to... And I don't want to be like 20 years later being accused of, oh, you, you know, lied to us about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't have to worry about that. And they are mature beyond their years, uh, resilient. I remember with my parents, I mm. remember my old man sitting me down when I was about, I think, 20, and he said a few mm. things when my parents actually officially got divorced or whatever mm. it was. And I'm like, why didn't you tell us half of this shit, like, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago? I might have had a bit of an insight. Yeah. Oh, you were young, you know. I go, mate. Yeah. You wouldn't understand. I go, at 15, I would have understood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're the malaka for keeping this, you know, within you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The other thing that, that, that really I saw as in, like, like I said before, I was paying for everything, yeah? And it came to the time for the property settlement. Yeah. Now, it's, it's a... It's a complicated matter and, you know, they, they assess what you've got and how much it's worth on the property values, whatever, this and that. And then, you know, you go to a negotiation and they have an arbitration guy. Now, what is your viewpoint on an arbitration guy? Like, well, an arbitrator would be yeah. down the middle. <laughs> Bingo. Hello. <laughs> down the middle. An impartial arbitrator. An impartial, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that part of the title? <laughs> exactly. So I had the partner, the, the law firm, the actual principal partner of the law firm with me, but she happened to be female. Okay. So the others were all men. She hardly got a chance to say a word. They were just all over the top of her. Literally. We couldn't even, like... These are the arbitrator walks in. Well, if you don't put this figure in front of her for thirteen years of marriage, I'm not even going to go back there and, and you know and give him what you want to give her. You know, you know what? I should have just stood up and said, "Well, you know what? You're not an arbitrator. You're an advocate for them. Your job is to be going backwards and forwards, passing on, you know, what we think and negotiating. You know, and you, you're just the messenger. You're meant to be going up and down." You're not meant to be, you know, ganging up on me and saying that, you know, the QC were best mates or something with him. That's what I, that's my back of my mind. That's what I was thinking. He knows. He knows everyone. And that's what the QC, he's probably known this guy for ages, but that's what I'm saying. The lawyers all know each other. We rub your back, rub their back, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, they know it's all, you know, it's supposed to be impartial, but it's yeah. not. The sad thing is, like I said, you, you'll foot in the bill for all these fuckers. Exactly. And, they, and you know, they wouldn't, um, you know, oh, well, you know, that's, um, and, and that's what it came down to. All he wanted to do was get paid. You know, the property, you know, QC wanted to get paid. At the end of the day, and who's going to be footing that bill? Well, obviously me. And they were pushing it, and they were pushing it, and they were pushing it. This is why it sort of, it all happened so quickly. The divorce, like, was all wrapped up within one and a bit years. It was unbelievable. How quickly it was all wrapped up. What happens if you couldn't pay? I'll sell the house. So then you, your kids? Yeah. And at that stage, that was uh, quite a possibility because I couldn't get finance anywhere. Because once they heard what court case and what oh, caveats or what, no bank wants to touch you. Doesn't matter what you got, mate. So hang on. The caveats were up because you had all the false accusations. 
caveats well because that's what they do in divorce cases. Yeah, but it only got dragged out because of all that other shit. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> and they, they wouldn't take the caveats off. So I said, well, how do you expect me to pay you? So then I had to run around in the midst of everything else that's going on. I'm trying to get refinanced. I'm trying to find a way of financing the settlement. And your ex didn't have to do shit? Nothing. Just demands and accusations. And guess who's footing the bill? <laughs> and the fact that, you know, the arbitration guy, who's supposed to be impartial, well, where did that go? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to put that, you know, unless you put this amount on, you know, to her, I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to pass it on. But that's your job, Ramalaka. You're a messenger. You're meant to be going backwards and forwards between the two parties. You see how it all works? The man pays for it all. How are you now, like yourself? How do I look? <laughs> You're good, to be honest. <laughs> you look better than me, man. No, but like coming out of all of that. Look, I've sacrificed a lot. I know, okay. I know I've, that I've, I've had to open up old wounds now, yeah. which is shit. But yeah. looking back, do you reckon you're in a better place mentally, having removed yourself from that? For sure. Yeah? For sure. Um, look, I remember the first few months, I could still hear her voice screaming in the back of the yard, and I would like, be looking around thinking, oh, fuck, is she back in? How'd she get back in? I was like, psychosis, I could hear it. Here's a question. Mm. Have the, has the system offered you any help, as in through the whole thing? whether it was a counsellor, whether it was whatever, like specifically said, here's some numbers to call? Um, the federal government, Centrelink, did. They reached out, which I was... I, I shit my pants when they reached out. Um, and But it was due with a question that, you know, oh, it was some sort of mix-up. I can't remember what it was. Obviously, she tried to do something and it didn't work out and then they were calling me. And I set them straight. This, 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 this. And I was sick as a dog as well, again, because of all the stress yeah. and whatever. Mate, I'll never forget that day. I mean, the little relief that they gave me, I thought it was heaven sent. And it was literally because of the other guy on the other sort of end of the phone was willing just to listen to me. Like from not being heard to you know, getting someone voluntarily just listening to me and then giving me numbers and, hang on, mate, I'll give you, you know, you can do this. And, oh, look, we can help you with this and that. And, you know, it's not much, but we can give you this amount to help you out to, you know, godsend, absolute godsend. I remember when you came to work that day after, mm. I think, after the third incident with the car. Oh. And your, your face has just changed. Yeah. Like you had life back then. Yeah. Your colour just started coming back to your cheeks. Yeah. I can't mm. imagine like that weight that would have just been lifted. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. The first step of going in the right direction of yeah. someone actually supporting you. Yeah, yeah. What do you have? As far as advice goes for anyone in a similar uh, circumstance, what do you have to? What can you give anyone? Because the numbers are skewed. They are, and look, it's my case was atypical. It wasn't your normal. You know, I rooted someone, and she rooted yeah. someone, and we just, you know, or we just, you know, whatever. I had something to really fight for, the future of my children. And that's what it was all down to. I didn't care about myself. I didn't care about you know, anything else, just my children. I needed to give them a future. I, I couldn't see them have a future with the ex. How could you? How in good, you know, in good conscience could I hand them over to her? And that's what it all came down to. And, and that came across. 
in the court case. It came across. It was eventually heard. In the federal court, it was heard more so than in the civil dandy court, because you can imagine what they see. Oh, every rabble under the sun. Yeah. I couldn't believe I had to bring a a barrister to, you know, (laughs) just to be heard, you know. No one wanted to even listen to the, you know. I was going to say, if your ex was of sober mind, Mm. it could have been a lot worse for you straight off the bat. Yes, and, and quite possibly, I mean, look, if she was sober or if she was, you know, able to look after herself, yeah, it would have been shared custody. You know, like they would have lived with her half the time, they would have lived with me half the time. All it takes is one malicious, sort of vengeful and it was. person. Yeah. But not when it's a man. Mm. We can't just drum up false Hell, accusations. I had a car that was damaged and I go there and say, listen, you know, it's damaged. I know who did it. Go and ask the question. That's all I wanted to do. Just go ask the question. Where were you on such and such date? They wouldn't even do that. Happened the second time. Uh, once again, uh, you know, well, there's not much we can do unless you get them you know, red-handed. What do you reckon was the saving grace that actually got you through to the next step? Where do you reckon it all changed? What did you do right in order to... Two points. The fact that they didn't take the kids off me in that first day at the Magis court. Yeah. You know, put them in welfare. Um, that was a turning point. That thank God that you know someone was listening. Eventually, after I had to you know put the heavies on them, that was a that was crucial to the whole thing. And that was like within the first two days of you know, the whole thing kicking off. That was crucial. And the fact that you know I was thinking about it all the wrong way when it initially happened, and I had the epiphany saying, oh, shit, you know, not about me or whatever, it's, a, it's the children. And, you know, for good or worse, she's the mother, they need to have some sort of contact, and I'm willing to, you know, to accommodate certain ways, you know. And the fact that I came across eventually, I came across as, as willing and as, you know, I'm not vengeful, I'm not, you know, it's not about revenge, and I've actually put that in writing, it's not about vengeance. I'm a reasonable person. You know how many <laughs> I was sitting in the uh, waiting room in the uh, for the um, psychiatric interview with psych- psych- psychologists and big tough guys be walking in. <laughs> you could hear them from you know inside the office, and then they storm out, slamming the door, or whatever. You know, it, obviously they're in the wrong mindset. You know, the X X X X. You got a lot of anger. <laughs> you know, you've got a lot of anger. You need to chill, mate. Chill out, you know. I remember. So unreasonable. This know. this stuck with me forever, man. I was in um I was in uh, the florist the day before Valentine's Day, like ten years ago. Mm. Valley, you know what I mean? Mm. One of the, I, I said it a couple a while back on the podcast. I said um Valentine's Day, I'll always get flowers from my mum and my auntie. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that since you know twenty two thousand three, two thousand five. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I remember being there. And I'm just lining up, waiting to buy a box of some shit, you know, order or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a bloke, looked angry as all fuck, like yeah. red eyes, like he'd been mm-hmm. drinking. Mm-hmm. And he's standing there. And then he's, he said, you know, oh, a box of this or whatever. And so they're wrapping it up or putting it through the, the order. And he goes, looks at me and he goes, oh, if that fucking shuts her up for one, for one fucking <laughs> <What> day. day. <laughs> I'm like, I just looked at him and I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just cut the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like, yeah. mate, are you really... Really, in that frame of mind. Oh, yeah. You know, but, you know, at the end of the day, God knows what he's going through. 
God Man. knows what he's going through. Seriously, I saw many guys like that in, in, in the courts, in the magistrates, in the federal court. I mean, I, your heart goes out to them because they just didn't know how to handle it. And they were being so aggressive and in but their that's what I mean. And, You're a reasonable person. Yeah. You're intelligent and yeah. you have the foresight to sort of keep it under control mm. lest it get even worse for mm. you, which mm. it easily could have. Yes, These easily. guys, no. your typical dandy, yeah. noble, yeah. Dufton, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I saw a lot of that. Man, I <laughs> we worked with how many of these dudes, man? Yeah. Remember that, there was that guy, I won't name him, but I remember how he, um, his ex moved to the NT just to take the kids with yeah. her. Yeah. To yeah. fuck him over. To fuck him over. That's right. Literally. Yeah. And then he finally took, um, like, I remember that was, and he was sending money. Yeah. And then she had a new boyfriend with him, and he was sending money to cover the rent. Yes. So the boyfriend can live with them. Yeah. Yeah. How insane is that? Yeah, I know. I know. But you know what? He could have been, he could have turned so, so bad for me that I could have been put in that situation as well. But the fact that the children came across and they were so adamant that no, they want to be with their father. They feel safe. They feel comfortable. They, this is their world. This is where they live. This is their little community. They're you know members of a, of you know the church and the community and the you know everything. And it came across really clearly. I had a mate um, had an issue with an ex. She she was on smack. I think mm, mm. literally came home. Mm. Robbed, yeah, gone, flown up north yeah. with the kid, kidnapped yeah. the kid, essentially. Well, essentially, yeah. And he was working like eighteen-hour days yeah. to, to keep it sort of going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was called cops, called this, yeah. called that. She accused him of a whole bunch of shit, as they do. And he was preparing for court. Yeah, as they do. I still remember it. Yeah, he had evidence. He had this. He had that. And yeah. it was still a matter of now. Nah, like, no. what do you want? They don't want to see it. They don't want to see the evidence. In in my case, they, in the beginning, they didn't want to see it. Why do you think that is? Because it makes their job harder. Do you reckon that's what it is? Yeah. I mean, we keep hearing about a patriarchal society and mm. la, 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 mm. but... If you see how dead these people are in the eyes, <laughs> these prosecutors are just so overworked and, the, the, you know, the staff, everyone's just like, you know, it's just, just a number. They just want to get rid of it straight away. They're soulless. They're dead. Like there was prosecutors that didn't know what was going on. Literally didn't know what was going on. It's sad too. Like I've got friends that worked with um, DHS and like social work mm. and stuff like that. And the burnout, they say the burnout for that period is seven years. Past mm. seven years, you're just dead to it. Yeah. Some of the horror stories I used to hear from yeah. friends debriefing with me, just, yeah. you know, in passing. Yeah. And, there's not, and they'll tell me the system's so backed up, they mm. can't actually action anything. Yeah. So you, they've got clients just sitting on waiting lists, still in the same shit, mm. still dealing with domestic violence or still dealing with this or ABC. But there's nowhere for them to go because the system's just that clogged. Yeah. Yeah. Look, at the – I don't know what it was, but, you know, I was so paranoid. Paranoid they were going to take the children away from me. Paranoid every movement, you know, every cop car that used to park outside my front of my home. Um, you know, paranoid that they were just going to take the children away. And I just, just couldn't do it. Not the fact that, you know, I wanted the children for selfish reasons, but – it was Adhika, you know, it was um, not, you know what I mean? It was, like baseless or yeah, unjust? unjust, just unjust, you know. Like, here I am. I'm like, you know, I felt like Job in many ways, you know. I'm <laughs> sitting in the ruins and the ashes of what once used to be my beautiful home, my beautiful family, you know, whatever. You know, I tried to keep it together for how long, you know. 
Um, the children are beautiful, not, you know, whatever. And then having everything taken away. I mean, literally, you know, I was thinking, well, I'm not even going to have a home. I'm not going to have nothing, absolutely nothing scratched from zero, you know. Um, but I had to keep it together. I had to keep it together for the children. I had to keep it positive, you know, try to be positive, not crying in front of them, you know, oh, poor, poor me, you know, Job, even though I felt like it on the inside. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I said, there was there was a couple of turning points. And every step I got to was like, okay, we did that. We did it well. We passed that hurdle. The next step was the family matters. Okay, we did that. We did it well. Let's prepare for the next step. It's all about preparation. It's all about getting into the mind of the lawyers, getting into the mind of what the magistrate wants to see. They want to see someone that's got their shit together. They want to see someone that is capable of looking after the children and, you know, is not crazy or whatever. You know what I mean? And so I was just concentrating on each step. Let's get over that. And each step, we were winning, we were winning, we were winning. Although the financial settlement, I felt like I'd just been yeah, right. raped. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Um, because they shut up my lawyer. What do you mean? They just shut her up because she was female. Oh, it's a boys club. Oh, whatever. They were just totally, you know... No, unless we see this mount in front of them, I'm not even going to pass it on. Yeah. Now, what the f- You know, seriously, guys. It's meant to be like arbitration, like in the middle, you know, not taking anyone's side. And I was saying, oh, like, oh let's adjourn it. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, do it. And yet, oh, no, 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 no. If you adjourn it, you're going to add it costs, whatever, blah, 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 this and that. So I settled it. Sometimes you just have to write it off. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it hurts, but, you know, for someone that didn't even put a dime, literally a dime, into the relationship, just took and took and took. What advice do you have to people that are going through the same thing with courts and stuff? Just prepare. Just prepare. It's not at all about what you've gone through. I know that you've gone through, like, emotional stuff and all that sort of stuff is horrendous, and in my case it was pretty horrendous. But you need to prepare and you need to focus on what matters. And the safety of the children was paramount. It was paramount. So I focused on that. And that's what they basically, that's what they want to see. They want to see, all right, which, you know, parent. Look, it'll be shared custody. Okay, it's shared custody. You know, as a lot of guys would walk away with nothing because they couldn't deal with it. They wouldn't fight for shared custody. It's all the, they stay with me or they don't stay with me at all. No, it's not that. The children need both parents in, in some form. And, and, and that's what they need to, to focus on. Okay, what, realistically, speak to your lawyers. What are the outcomes? What's worst case scenario? What's best case scenario? Most people will get shared custody. They'll 50-50. Okay? Um, most people will do that if they fight for it if they think it's worth fighting for, they're going to get screwed over financially. doesn't matter which way, as long as you can minimise that or try to minimise that. And just jump on the grenade before it explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put your helmet on your ass and jump on the grenade. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and you just got to, you know, you're screwed. You're screwed because in the end of the day, the man's going to pay for everything. He'll, because the wife's incapable of working full time because she's looking after the children, blah, blah, blah. Well, how about the man, you know? Oh, no, that's old-fashioned thinking. It's not like that. They'll, they'll tell you it's not like that, you know, it's equal, blah, 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 blah. But it really, it really, really it's not. No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Because too much weight is placed on accusations, I think. 
But, you know, look, I've mellowed out a bit and thinking about it. Look, it could have been a lot worse. Um, I, you know, like I said, I had to get my voice heard somehow. Lawyer up if you have to. Like, if you've got to get a magistrate for a... You know, if you have to get a barrister for the magistrate's court, do it. <laughs> what does it cost to get a lawyer for a bar- uh, barrister for the magistrates? No, if you get a normal, like like I said, depending on the experience, it could cost anywhere between a thousand to five thousand. You know, for a session. For a session, doesn't matter what five minute adjournment or you know five hours. It's that really hurts, man. Yeah, I hope to God that I don't need to be in court anytime some, soon. But if mate, if you ever have to go to talk to cops, this is what I learned: lawyer up. Don't go without lawyering up. Don't go to the magistrate or wherever court without lawyering up, making sure you've got someone that can speak on your behalf. Because really, they don't even know. You're sitting there like a dummy. And unless they specifically ask you a question, you're not allowed to answer. You're not allowed to stand up and object or whatever. Because if you do, then it's like, oh, he's unreasonable. He's a bit of a you know, loony. Why? Because he wants to have his, his, his say. Because we don't know how to approach. Do you know what I mean? We don't know how to approach the bench. We don't know how to, you know, we come across as, oh, hang on. Oh, yes. It's a lot of little bullshit bureaucracy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's there for a reason. I, I get it. It is to protect them. I, don't know, I get it. I get it, I right? get it. But and you, you can't, I love how it's like when they say you'll have your day in court. Like, no. Not really. You'll, you'll appear. You'll appear. On a day in court. Unless it's a, like day. a criminal matter with the jury and whatever. Yeah, then, yeah. then you'll get your day in court. Yeah, then, <laughs> you know? But this is more like civil stuff, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not like it's, um, well, you know, it's different, you know. You'll get your day in court, yeah. Like, and I, got, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got plenty of days in court, mate. <laughs> All baseless. <laughs> All baseless. It really was. It was just the fact that that, I could accuse you of everything, and you just have to rock up and try to deflect it, try to say, well, with what proof? You know? False imprisonment, man. How could it be false imprisonment at Dim when, you know, I'm working every day, she's got cars, she's got keys, she's got the children, she's got every... And it's not like she's a gimp and I've, you know, handcuffed her and I've got her in a... I've <laughs> got her out of the box. Yeah, I've got her in a trunk in the, in the garage. It's <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I, well, she's a gimp outfit. You know, it's like... Hey, she's got the run of the house. She's got, she, she even got her own bank account, you know, bank card connected to my account, you know. Like, how baseless is that? Even even the first time I remember the, the ethnic cop goes, well, you know, well, yeah, it's strange that, you know, you're going to work 12 hours a day, whatever. And what, she hasn't done a runner? She hasn't gone to the neighbours? She hasn't gone to the cop station? She hasn't yeah. gone back home to her mum? You know, with all these accusations? Yeah. This poor man. Yeah. All I can say is thank you for coming down. Sorry to dredge it all up again, but um, I hope you can see it as a form of, uh, what's it called? Reflection? Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Like I said, man, these sessions are therapeutic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do not cuddle, man. Well. Thus is the, the days of like sand through the hourglass. Well, that's just a little bit, you know, there was a lot more that was happening. And, you know, that said, a clear mind helps a lot. I've always said, um, like in the last two, two and a half years, I've done a mental 180. Yeah. Remove myself from toxic situations, toxic yeah, people. Bingo, like, bingo. You, know, you know what? Yep. No, nah, I don't need this. No. And it, it helps. Yeah. You know, I haven't been sick. Sick. Like actual sick. I think one time since me and you stopped working at that joint. What a miracle. <laughs> one time I've been sick. Yeah. And that was when I was under severe stress. Yeah. I, look, I believe Through you. COVID? Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah, I, I believe you because, yeah, I'm, I've been the same. I've been quite relatively healthy. 
Um, whereas when I was working and had the pressures on, mate, I was sick every other week. Yeah. yeah. I had chest infections. I barely recover. And then I get another belt of, you know, respiratory illnesses. It was all chest infections and dust. Yeah. 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 Congestions and viruses. Totally, totally. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's nuts. I think that the power of, yeah, not, it's not even stress because stress, you'll always have stress, stress of life, whatever, but it's literally the point of um, stress that we don't need. Yeah. That's avoidable. That's right. Just stay away from toxic people. And if you see them in your life, run, run the opposite (laughs) way. You know what? I've got to get you back in here, but I want to. Um, no, no. I was just trying to think. Half the shit we used to argue about it on Smoko. <laughs> Man, if you ever need world politics, whatever. <laughs> Politics, local, world politics. Local. I'm your man. I know, I was going to say local as in down to your, like, district. District, you know? down to your, down your down sub, to the, sub district. Sub district, yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm there. You know me. <laughs> Done. I'm going to have you in there. Anytime, but anytime. You're on special guest, I'm here for you, man. <laughs> Seriously, uh, I have a lot to vent. <laughs> If you need it. <laughs> Done. I've got to thank you for coming in, honestly. Yeah, can do that. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, I know you've got a lot on your plate, yeah. but um, hopefully it's like clear skies from here. It sounds like the worst of it's done. Look, it's done, and um, look, things uh, will settle eventually. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when the AVO runs out, um, whether she goes back to her psychotic ways or not. Um, Are you prepared for that? Yes and no. I'm just hoping that, you know... Look, you know, in my mind, look, she's the mother of my children or whatever. Yes, they have the right to see her or whatever, and I do everything I can. I even talk talk my children into seeing her. So, you know, I'm not a bad person, you know. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm prepared for it. I guess I am. Um, but who knows what will happen. We're dealing with people that are irrational. You can't predict anything with them. But like I said, you know, like, I don't want to really dwell, like, um, let that thing hold me back. All right, it's done. That's, you know, survived. Like I said, it was like, you know, bursting through, you know, the, the surface of the waves and just getting that deep lung full of air and continuing. Like, I'm alive. Okay, let's get to shore and let's work on shit. Yeah. No, everything's good, man. Like I said, um, <laughs> don't worry about that. Like, you know, let's move forward and um, be positive and just for the kids' sake as well, you know, you've got to be positive, you know. Well, one day, maybe, I might find someone out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for punishment, but hey, you know, yeah. it's just me. Yeah, that gimp mask and outfits doesn't look a lot better, man. It's like a <laughs> home. Come in. <laughs> yeah, like, come in. <laughs> Sign this waiver. Yeah. <laughs> just an NDA waiver. <laughs> You need the beads on the door. You know, oh, the fr- yeah. the, the f- <laughs> God, I'd enter. Enter. <laughs> and you've got those Josh sticks <laughs> wafting through. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what's going on in your house these days, man. Nah, that's pretty simple, man. Nothing's going on. <laughs> Nothing's going on. Um, you know, just living with my kids and having, you know, having good times and, and, and building memories, you know. That's yeah. most important, you know, building memories you know, now that they're young, you know, and... Um, you know, they need their, you know, they need me there. So I made the sacrifice of looking after I them. I think the whole building memories thing is, is um is underappreciated. I'm it's, it's total, weird. totally underrated. Yeah, I, it really is. I've been yeah, like lately I've been sort of reminiscing about a lot of shit from back in the day. Mm. And I'm remembering things, you know, like 
whether it was trips away or, you know, certain locations and whatever. And I actually remember more than I, like, you, you stop and think. It's like, shit, I remember that day. Yeah. You know? You must have with Otade, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And how happy do you feel remembering, yeah. you know, something like that? Something trivial. You know, it doesn't have to be big. Yeah. And this is what my this is what my parents always say to me, you know, it's at the end of the day, we're nothing. Like we're here today, gone tomorrow, and then all that remains is our talosini, is our good, you know, will or good reputation or if you're a grumble guts and you're a bad person, that's all they're gonna remember you for. Being an asshole. You know, that's what they're gonna remember you for. And that's that's wisdom, you know. Be the best you can be. Be nice to everyone. People fuck up all the time, yeah? You've got to be able to forgive them. Being Fucking up is human. Yeah. Forgive them. Move yeah. on. Build a bridge. Some people are incapable of doing that, and that's what makes them toxic. I think my thing is I don't want to build bridges with people that refuse to see their own faults. Correct. That's- I don't want to hear that they're incapable of seeing it for themselves. I can, like, fuck yeah. off. We're all here on the same... Same but- rule should apply. True. If you can forgive them... And then just write them off. You don't have to be best friends with them or anything. Just yeah, write them off. Don't worry about it. See you later. You know? But that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. That way, you don't build the toxicity within you. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Building, building the bridge for yourself mm. to get past, even if it's one incident or 10 incidents yeah. or someone's karakter. It's not for them. You're doing you know? it for yourself. No, for yourself. Yeah. But you need to remove yourself from that environment. Of course. You're not going to stay in a toxic environment if you don't have to. Yeah. My point was I had to I had no choice. Okay? Yeah, we look Two we all years. sit in shit for longer than we have to. We're all gonna face that at some point. Yeah. I refuse to listen to why don't you just get up and leave or why don't you just do this or yeah. why don't you just quit you know a job. It's not that it's easy. It's never that easy. Never that easy. But when you sometimes you can assess the whole situation, say, you know what? That situation that you're talking about is literally that easy. Yeah. You know? Oh, look, there are times where yeah, people are yeah. glutton for punishments. Well, why are you sitting there, mate? Get, get up and go. Like, you know. Get going, move, move forward. I can move forward from a toxic mm. situation and a toxic person, yeah. but as long as that person is able to willingly accept that feedback and reflect mm. and make a change. I know that my personality has done a 180 in the last six years. Yeah. I've done a lot of work yeah. to backpedal and just write, even write a few things. You know, that yeah. I, you know what? I didn't react the best in that situation. Mm. That's great because if you can do that, that means you're growing. That's you, are, the point. You, you are growing as a person. I don't. Someone said to me the other mm. day, "Oh, that person's just you know they're in, incapable of seeing you know how they are." Mm. That's not my fucking problem. Yeah, because like you're a bloke that I'd love to have mm. more coffees with every mm. now and then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why should I clutter up with fuckwits that don't give me the time of day mm. or pay me the respect or anyone around them? Yeah. Because that's just how they are. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That's not just how they are. They yeah. might be. Doesn't yeah. mean it's for me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm really big on that. Totally, yeah. And and you should be able to do that. You should be able to move on, grow as a person, and look, you seem a lot calmer than like, you know, <laughs> from what we used to be back in the day in the in the, in the old uh, dungeons, mate. That's because you're in my dungeon now. <laughs> That's why. Thanks a lot, there. Yeah, egging it out. Like, I'm really happy to catch up with you again. And um, it's been a long time, man. It was really. pre-COVID. It was. It was pre-COVID. pre-COVID. I remember the last time you came was when you came to my to my dungeon. Yeah, it was house. your joint. <laughs> and I think I may have just left the hood, maybe, possibly. Oh, you didn't? No, I don't think you did because you would have told me. Okay. Yeah, so you were still in the hood. 
Fucking hell. Well, then, man, that's pr- early 2020. Yeah. Very early 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the boys I saw last night, I hadn't seen three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it feels feels great. I mean, it feels like we haven't... Oh, know, no, it's just standard, it's just, man. It just feels natural, like we haven't been apart. Like, if, it was, if it was earlier in the day and it was colder, <laughs> it would feel like we're just sitting up at Smoko. That's it. You know I mean? <laughs> uh, 15 minutes are up, we've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stretch it out another five minutes. <laughs> Work twice as hard. What was it? What was quick? What was the? What was the? We'll end on this. What was the actual code? The, the when you went back to your transport, you picked up the headset. What did you actually say? I can't remember. <gasps> oh, I can't remember now. You, you, it would be you'd sign on. Yeah, like you'd go to the clock card. You'd, yeah, the thing. You put your you'd number put your in. Number in mm-hmm. Go back to the machine. Sign me off was when you'd sign off. Yeah, sign, how did you get the sign menu? Sign me on. Sign me on. Was it sign me on? Yeah, sign me on. And then you, yeah. Are you sure? Voice, voice. No, no, because you'd, you'd, you'd get the headset and you'd trigger it and then yeah. you'd say sign me off now. Yeah. That was to get off. You like, said sign off. On. Are you sure? Yes. To sign me on. Yeah, so was it sign me sign on? Sign me on now. Or was it break? Or no, was that it was sign me off and then it would ask you what it was. You'd say tea break or lunch break. Wait, so it'd be like... No, it would be give me a break. Yeah, or give me a break. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. You go. No, no. It was give me a break. You have requested a break. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. What kind of break would you? Tea are you break. Having? Or lunch break. Tea yeah. break. Yes. Yes. And then you'd go. Yeah. And, and say, you come back. Sign me back on. Would you say sign me back on? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And sometimes you couldn't hear you, <laughs> and you'd be sitting there swearing your head off, ah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get it to recognize your voice. And then they'd so say, noisy. "Yeah, why did you get back to to Smoko like <laughs> five minutes late?" <laughs> yeah. Because I was standing. Although, although you, or you go to the actual uh, window and say, hey, I can't sign on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what time did you get back? I mean, I've been sitting there arguing with the machine for the last half hour. <laughs> sign me off now. Yes. <laughs>